what you need to do is just grow and take this on and, and move on and, you know, be audacious. You're listening to the Wholehearted Podcast and I'm your host, Cohen Tan. I'm on a mission to set hearts free and inspire people to break out of their self-limitations to create the life of their dreams. Each episode, I speak to people around the world who live with vigor, courage, and authenticity. And I hope their stories can inspire you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of the Wholehearted Leadership Podcast. And today, I'm extremely excited to have my friend from France and Spain, Marta Pardo, to join us today. Marta is an international speaker and master of ceremony in three languages. Check it, three languages. English, French, and Spanish. With more than 27 years of expertise in leadership, motivation, and customer experience, spanning companies such as Walt Disney, Marriott, and Echo, she is also the author of the book On the Road to Motivation and the creator of the P-Road Method. Marta, what an honor it is to have you on the Wholehearted Leadership Podcast. Hello, how are you today? Thank you, Kwan. It's my pleasure and it's my honor to be with you today. I'm so excited just to be with you and share all this wholehearted leadership with you that you cannot even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I met Marta when she was uh, visiting Singapore and she gave a speech here in Singapore at the speakers conference in May earlier this year and we connected. We connected over coffee. We had such a great time and uh, you know what, even before we got on today, Mar Marta was challenging me right, to um, <laughs> speak French on this podcast. Um, I speak a little bit of French, <laughs> so I was like, au debout, on parle français, hein? Mais, uh... <laughs> on peut parler français un peu. You speak so good French. On peut faire une question en français. So I'm very excited to be speaking with you today. Uh, so Marta, uh, I'd like to just start with a very, very simple question that we ask of all our guests. What does wholehearted mean to you? Wow, that's a very nice question. Well, uh, for me, a wholehearted is like, um, it's an approach of life. It's an approach of leadership. And uh, for me means, uh, I think, three things. The first one is, is, is one of the things that I spread all over is authenticity. I think this is really something that uh, really me. The other one is vulnerability. I guess a lot of people doesn't want to show this image of uh, we are vulnerable. But me, I, I think it's something that makes a difference with emotion. And the third one for me is empathy. Empathy in leadership is extremely important. And that's why uh, wholehearted is something that has to be in your DNA, in your self-genuine person. Wow, I really love it. In fact, uh, of your three uh, elements of wholehearted, right, you, you have really uh, spoke to two of our five pillars of wholehearted leadership, which is authenticity and empathy. And uh, in, in terms of vulnerability, uh, Marta, you have a great story to share. 
when we connected in Singapore, your story really touched my heart. So I understand you you were born in Spain. Exactly, I was born in Spain, uh, in Vigo, Galicia. I don't know if people know where Galicia is situated, but I'm going to tell you, it's actually the border with Portugal. So the people that now knows a little bit more about Portugal is in the northwest of Spain and close to Oporto in Portugal. Yeah, it's also very close to the Atlantic Ocean, right? It's, uh, right, the edge of the Atlantic Ocean. It's completely in front. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So you, you grew up very close to the seaside. Yes, I did. I did. For me, uh, the sea is, is part of, of my lifestyle, actually. Uh, I go to surf, I go to run in the beach. And, and for me, like the sea and the ocean gives me a lot of energy. Wow, I almost feel like I'm right there with you right now. <laughs> um, so, of course, you were born in Spain, uh, but your life adventures took you to many, many places. Um, and of, of course, now you uh, speak perfect French because you have been living in France for many years. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Like what, what actually brought you out of um, your hometown in the first place? Well, actually, you, you were right. I'm, I live in Spain. I was born in Spain, and then, then I moved to Mexico. I, I moved to Mexico when I was very, very young. And then after, after a couple of years, well, more than a couple, after almost 15 years in Mexico, I moved to USA to work for a beautiful and extremely heartful company for me. The, a little a mouse. mouse. I think I've heard of this 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 company before. This small little company called Disney, right? Exactly. This is a small little company. And then Walt Disney in Orlando, Florida, proposed me. They said, "Do you speak French?" And I actually learned French in school, but I really didn't speak that much. And I said, "Yes, of course, I speak French." <laughs> and they said. Do you want to work in Disneyland Paris? Of course I want to work in Disneyland Paris. So I moved to Paris um, actually in 1996. Oh my God. A long time ago. Go ahead. Wow. So you, you, you have been on a globe trot, trotting uh, journey. Um, so what really took you on all this journey? Like what really um, inspired you to, to say yes and to this journey? Uh, there were several things. I think Europe, it was very close to Spain, so my home country. France is sparkle in your eyes when you talk about Paris. And then for me, it was like, wow, I'm going to go back to Europe. I have a job in Disneyland, Paris. It was really recent opening. And I said, I think this is going to be my opportunity to 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 show what i can do in europe so that's that's one of the things that actually moves me to france but not only not only i had uh, this fire on me with a man that was french and ah. i had to move <laughs> i was in love I mean, obviously, people, when you learn a foreign language, uh, usually it's because of uh, a, a reason, right? And most of the time, the reason is love. So I fell in love and then I have this, uh, you know, I have to follow my heart and I follow my heart. 
That's beautiful. Talking about about that, right? It's like um, your journey before that. Like, how what even brought you to Mexico in the first place? Well, uh, my grandparents, my grandparents moved to Mexico because in during the war and Franco, there was no food, there was no job, there was it was a hard time for them, I guess. They just wanted to move on and try to find out something that is going to bring them uh, food and to, you know, to have a better journey that they have with this war that happened in France and in, in Spain, I'm sorry. And uh, also because it was this uh, political situation that was extremely hard for them. So they moved to Mexico. And then, of course, when my father got the age to take on the companies that my grandparents did, he said, okay, let's go to Mexico and let's move. And I was very young. I was very young when I moved to Mexico. But it's like um, a lot of people from Europe and especially Spain and in Galles, there's a lot of immigrants going to America because of the language, because they spoke Spanish. So it was easier for them to move to a country that the Spanish was the language. So that's why, that's the first reason. We moved to Mexico and my father was working, 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 because we're a workaholic, you know? We don't think what can happen in our life as a sickness or something that is gonna be just pushing you to, um, to, to a situation that is gonna be very difficult. And that's what happened to me when I was 16 years old. Well, there are two things that happened to me. Uh, the first one is that my father had a heart attack. Of course, thanks God, he was still alive. He's still alive actually today. But uh, my mother had uh, multiple sclerosis, which is she was very, very sick. So just overnight, suddenly I got this situation that I have to deal with my two little brothers because I have two little brothers. And on the other side, I have to deal with my dad's company. And uh, I was just 16. So I was like, what I'm gonna do? How I'm gonna deal with this? And uh, you realize that you don't have even time to take a breath and, and think, what can I do as a leader? What can I do as a girl? Because I was a child and uh, that happened to me. I was just throwing up, just through this new situation. And I have to build my own leadership myself because of uh, my father in the hospital and my mother too. And so you were thrown right into the hot fire to, to deal with leadership at the age of 16 years old and you had to take over the entire business. So uh, how did you cope? It's a very good question. How I dealt with that, I was audacious i think it was the first time in my life that i just didn't have time to think how i was going to deal with this situation uh, i was very vulnerable yeah, so that's why vulnerability for me and i think a lot of people uh, is something that we are afraid we are afraid to, to take decisions and to go through a situation that is just new for us. And uh, 
And uh, well, that's what I did actually. I, I took myself a breath and I said, you have to do it. Now you need to take decisions. And even if these decisions are not right, you need to take them and show my father had actually 80 employees with this company and majority of them were men. So I, I have to deal with this man and I was a little kid woman. Um, and I said, well, with this trauma that I have, because I have also a trauma, which was my mother with multiple sclerosis, half of her face and her arms and legs were paralyzed and on the other side my father would just went to the hospital because of this heart attack and my two little brothers i have to take care of them so i guess in this type of situations you don't expect uh, yourself to be um, extremely good or not good is what you need to do is just grow and take this on and and move on and you know, be audacious. And that's why actually audacity for me is extremely important because it's one of the things that I learned to to move in this pressure that I had because <laughs> even though it's difficult to understand that at 16 years old you can have pressure, imagine the pressure that I had every day. So a lot of pressure. And um, I think a lot of emotions came into me. And you need to deal with this individual emotion because uh, there's bullying behind that. There's uh, no compassion. People just laugh at you. I mean, hi, you're taking this decision. Oh, yes, of course. Why? Because I've never done that before. So I guess I grew up very fast as a leader. And actually, I realized after a month that that's what I wanted to do in my life after. I want to be a leader because I was put into this situation that changed my life. And um, actually, uh, for me, it was a very, very, very good way to learn about failures and about things that you go down and then you need to get up and then you go down again and you need to get up again and you realize all the mistakes that you make and uh, it's a new way to think it's a new way to see uh, the social network because at that time of course internet and all these things were not uh, you know like today but at that time it's a relationship with people and when you have a relation with a girl that is 16 years old in a very uh, difficult position because it was a difficult position well you need to tell yourself go ahead my dear you need to do it go 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 <laughs> that's what I did wow thank you for sharing that's that's so powerful right it's like when you are put in the situation you have no choice but to grow into it and this is so important I think uh, a lot of corporations nowadays like spend billions right i think um companies collectively across the world have spent billion dollars in leadership development causes and programs but yet um you know sometimes they still feel that uh, leaders are not up to the mark 
but when you are put in the situation you really have to really swim or you have you will sink and that's when you really really uh, learn how to grow up very quickly in your words is that how you have developed that sense of courage and bravery yes actually that that's that's exactly the words you need to have a lot of courage because because as you said or or you just dive or or, or your head is out of the swimming pool you know and that's what from very young age happened to me you can be a dreamer and you can dream oh i'm gonna be this and this and that but reality catch you and uh, dreams need to be realistic and actually even i dream to become a, a very good leader in life you realize that you need to learn also to be a leader because you you have so many situations that are complicated that you need a determination you need to be um there to achieve your goals rather you know to step and learn and just say okay i'm gonna do this so this is one of the things that i also want to say that a leader needs to dream but needs to dream how the person will put it by step by step the goals that the person want to achieve how I'm going to achieve this, how I'm going to create something, a plan to be strategic and to fulfill what I want. And myself, my father teach me a lot in the hospital because I was making a, a lot of mistakes. I cannot tell you even how many mistakes I did. But then you learn and learn and learn for each failure. And um, that's, I think, how you become probably a diff not a good leader but a different leader tell me more about that what does that really mean to be a different leader yeah i mean we all want to be good right uh but not a lot of people want to be different because we think being good is the way we're going to be respectful for others and i think respect comes first with a lead by example i guess lead by example always and to be different becomes the first thing is believing yourself and what are the things you're gonna give to people sharing things is not okay I share this and I want you to give me back something no I want to share this with you because I believe this will help you to grow up and if you grow up I'm gonna grow up too as a leader because we're going to be stronger and uh, I think this is a huge force a strength and uh, uh, it's something that really motivates me and um, it's part of my self-care if you care of yourself and you care of others you will be a different leader Oh, I love it so much. I love it so much. So essentially what you're saying is that when you're trying to be a good leader, you try to follow uh, either the textbook or you're trying to follow other people, you're trying to copy other people. But, uh, you know, everybody is unique, right? There's no one size fit all. You have to trust in yourself. And in order to do that, you need to have uh, self-awareness first then you can have um, the values. I think self-awareness, there comes values. Values are so important. Like you said, the values that your grandmother and your family has taught you growing up. 
and then to be authentic and to be true to yourself. Like you have to follow your North Star. You cannot just lead by just trying to follow a textbook or trying to copy other people. That's what you're saying. Exactly. What, what I said always is that you need to have your own print. Your own print means that you have to have your own DNA. Uh, my DNA was the racing, motors. I make always the analogy between the motorsports that I grew up with and my DNA. And um, you can learn a lot more things about this when you know what is your own print. And as you said, your uniqueness. What is your difference? What makes people listen to Marta Pardo and not another person? What makes people feel a connection uh, uh, with you, with me, is because you're unique and you have this uniqueness that for me is, is part of the whole hearted leadership. <laughs> wow, I, I, I really think there's so much wisdom in what you just shared, right? So much, so much in that. So many people think of bravery and courage, right? As just putting your head down, don't care about anything, just go, 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 go. But there was something about you that's also very curious and humble like you are very teachable you're very coachable like you go to the hospital you share with your father because you know sometimes people may not also want to share with their their, their, their parents especially when you're in a teenage teenage girl you want to show no i'm strong I, i'm different but you are very coachable you actually listen to your father what gave you that perspective to listen to your father First of all, education, the values, you know, that, that my family gave me, my grandmother, I think it started with my grandmother, actually. My grandmother said always to me, because they had a very hard time, you know, during the war and during this uh, Franco situation in Spain, like a lot of Spanish people. And she said always to me, believe in yourself, but listen to the experience and the experience was my father and yes you were right i was decided to make myself to be the you know the daddy's girl i can do it i can make it and i will do it by myself yes my first decision actually that's what i did <laughs> my first decision was that I took my first decision and said, no worries, even that I made my mistake, I go through. And I realized that my father was very upset because he said to me, no, it was not a good decision. So I said, okay, I need to come back to him and I need to really listen carefully what other experimental things that he needs to share with me. So a leadership is more about sharing with others. Least active listening. It's about caring. If you say that, you know why you're saying this. So I need to care about this situation that you're telling me to do. You need to learn. That's so brilliant. Um, you you did mention, I think, when we were chatting before that, uh, that you grew up loving 
motorsports, right? When you're a young little girl, when other girls maybe play with other toys, you are like playing with a moto, you are imagining yourself like a motorsport champion or something, right? Tell, tell us more. Actually, I am the first uh, girl, no? So when my fathers decided to have a child, I was born and probably my father said, oh, she's a girl. I wanted a little boy. <laughs> So yes, uh, I said, sorry, daddy, I'm a little girl. So he put me on a motocross when I was three years old. And uh, because it was his passion. So he transferred to me his passion. And of course, I grew up with this passion all my life. But three years later, I have my little brother that was born. So even though I thought I'm going to be a motocross champion when I was three, I was not because my brother just born. And, uh, and actually, I passed through him all this passion also. And my father decided to put him on another motorcycle. And actually, he had a lot of talent. And he was the first... Um, racing professional driver in the family and then after came my other little brother seven years after and he became the second talented motorsport in the family and me they said you're a little girl you're gonna be with your chrono you know the chronometer and that's that's how <laughs> how racing started my life but racing actually um, follows me the entire life during my entire life and uh, I think it's passion that we have sometimes when I'm in a conference I said I don't have blood in my veins I think I have gasoline in my veins <laughs> no wonder you're so highly energetic <laughs> you have gasoline in your veins I have to canalize my my energy you know but it's because since I was little I was in the in in this racing tracks with the vroom vroom and uh, the sounds of the motors and looking at leadership because you know in in motorsports uh, to be a leader to be ahead of competitors to be you know in the starting blocks and to be always ahead you need to have this part of leadership and uh, this uniqueness that also you need to have as, as a race driver so it's it's a lot of things for me that uh, inspires me and um, gives me a lot of energy and um, I feel very I'm grateful, you know, to my family to gave me this this mindset of competition and at the same time sharing because that's one of the things my father always said. Even though this is a competition, never forget that you are not alone. You need to work with your team. So the team spirit arrive with the racing. The 14th of June, 2009, I was watching um, my brothers like always I did in the, in the internet, actually. I was in Paris and my family was in Spain. And then it was a Sunday afternoon and then I was looking at this race and suddenly I start screaming, oh, it's going to win, it's going to win, it's going to win. 
it was just one lap to go and it was the last curve and to finish you know to to go to the end of the race and my brother carlos pardo was winning the race and then actually he was on the track and the the race driver that was behind him hit him to move him to get in and suddenly when i was just saying it's gonna win my heart stopped my breath i i i cannot cannot tell you how i scream and and my heart went out of my body in just one second because i just saw in the screen how my brother was dying in front of me in a crash tremendous crash uh actually it was all over around the world um unfortunately um you know video of this crash because it's very spectacular the way the crash was and then you realize at that precise moment that part of your passion and part of your energy and part of your motivation that was so happy just one second before because he was his competition suddenly you lose part of your heart because my little brother was part of my heart and uh, you realize that then you need to make um, a huge effort to continue working, to continue smiling, to continue leading because I was general manager of a hotel and I was actually at that precise moment, I was renovating the hotel and it was a Sunday night at 10.30 at night and I just need to pack and move to Mexico to go see my brother's death. And uh, I have to call my father that he was watching at the same time in TV in Spain. And I said to myself, how my father is going to be? My mommy was already, she was already sleeping. And I realized that that's the hardest thing in my life that happened to me. And uh, resilience came and uh, then you need to think how I'm going to deal with this. And then you deal with that because uh, that's part of life. Thank you for sharing. And that's how you have also given yourself that, that, that motivation and a driving force to 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 raise funds right so tell us more about those efforts to raise funds yes yes definitely um you know we we do have i think internal motivation and external motivation and um when this happened to me i thought about my family i thought about my friends, my little brother that was just behind my brother in that competition. So I, I had not just one brother, I have my both brothers in that competition. And then you need to say, okay, now we need to make all these efforts to make sure we can continue and, and together. 
And uh, this challenge, I wanted to share it with, of course, my personal, you know, surrounding people, because it's also something important we need to share with people, you know, resilience and how we need to go into our inner, you know, self and to look deeply how this type of dramatic situations can help you to 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 go and and fulfill this new leadership that you're going to have because it's a new leadership it's also a new way that you're going to lead because you're not going to have the same feelings and you're not going to have the same heart because your heart is broken and then you need to put again your heart to to share again this energy and good vibes and uh, make sure this don't doesn't affect your teams because it's not their fault you know and uh, i decided actually to make uh, an association and to explain to my teams after that i was going to create an association that is going to be called race part nine which is race racing part pardo nine because my brother died in 2009 and to tell them that each year I was going to do a competition to help people to go through this trauma that we can have all. You can have a trauma because you lost a friend, a family, because you lost your job, uh, especially, for example, in COVID, a lot of people lost their jobs. Uh, you can have a problem with sickness, you have a cancer or you have something that change your life and as a leader we need to be aware of this type of situations and we need to know how we're gonna help people you know to to go through these challenges and these difficulties and how you're gonna set up your your mindset to to help them so that's that's how i started i started doing this uh, transform this personal loss into love and into um i will say um love i i can say love what what a beautiful beautiful experience um so many people you know when they face uh, tremendous trauma and loss um they don't really give themselves permission and time to grieve and um they don't give themselves time to heal they either take one or two actions. One is uh, they just give up. They're just like, oh no, you see, I'm just brokenhearted. I'm just going to give up. Um, and then they become defeated, right? Or some people, they rebound by becoming even stronger or they, they brace, right? They brace, but they actually, it's also not good because they, they tend to overwork because they work too much in order to forget the sadness so, but what you really did was so beautiful because you do not deny, be in denial by working too hard or you, are, you didn't give up. You didn't let it defeat you. But you, I really like what you said, you transformed that the sadness and the pain into love. And mm. even in, in this difficult period, you still never forgot that your North Star of leadership as you shared earlier on, is sharing and caring. This is so, so profound. So beautiful, Marta. I think, thank you for sharing this story. 
I think more people need to listen this to this story. This is so. This is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. As you face the challenges of living up to your own and others' expectations, you may sometimes feel lost and lonely. However, know that you're not alone. We are here to support you in leaning courageously into your heart's promptings. If you like more tips, resources, and to learn more about how you can live more wholeheartedly, or to book me as a speaker, trainer, or coach, please go to coventan.com. That's C-O-E-N-T-A-N.com. Thank you very much. I think I think people need to understand that uh, personal growth um, comes first with self-discovery. And to, to this self-discovery starts with acceptancy, you know. So we need to accept ourselves sometimes that we're not perfect, that uh, we need, you know, to, to feel. And even sometimes these feelings are feelings that hurts um, in our deeply, you know, body. You need to transform this as an opportunity, unfortunately, that makes your life change and probably more meaningful than before, because you're going to put on this, you're always going to put something that you're going to do for that. So your goal is not going to be your just your, just your goal. It's going to be probably the goal of a lot of people like you in this type of situations. So yes, I, so beautiful. I hope I hope this can this type of reflections can help people in moments that we need to think like this. We need to to think about how can we be different helping others as leaders because that's our role as a leader also, no? To be, you know, something that um, come to me right now is influence. A lot of influencers arrive uh, during COVID, but actually a leader influence since ever. We do have a lot of influence. Like we are talking in a podcast today and we influence others. And we influence because what we are saying probably is gonna touch them. And we need to touch them. That's why I love your podcast is the wholehearted leadership because we need to touch the hearts of people. And if we can do it and transform this in a good energy, that's a good leadership. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, that, that, that means a lot to me as well. Um, in fact, during my podcasts, uh, some of my guests have said that um, they are also being transformed by being on a podcast because um, sometimes when we ask questions and we talk, we are having exchange of energy, we are having an exchange of emotions, and we are having an exchange of meaning. And trust me, right, I am not the same person uh, compared to 35 minutes ago when we started, you know. Uh, I am a different, I'm a changed man just by listening to you, just by being touched by your story. Um, look, because I see you are always smiling so bright, your eyes are excited. You have the fire in your in your heart, like you're so enthusiastic, right? But um, people yeah. <laughs> don't understand 
people don't understand that um, that is not something you wear a mask. It's not something you act. It's something that's real because that's real motivation. That's real hunger and and a, and a very strong spirit in your heart that comes from all your setbacks and all your experiences. That's why it's so authentic when people see you um, show up the way you are. So tell us, tell us a little bit more right now. You are a speaker on audacity. I've seen videos of you online uh, that you are a keynote speaker. You are also a, a master of ceremony. And you show up on all of these different events with different costumes and different dresses. And you, you are just having so, so much fun, right? It's like, what, what, what drives you and what inspires you to do all of that? <laughs> well, yes, yes. I, I, I think that's part of my, my uniqueness. You know, since I was little, I was like, I know I'm different. I, I know I'm different because I, I love, you know, to laugh and, and to have fun. And probably that's some Spanish people is like this. We, we love people and we love relationship. And then one day I said to myself, I, I love to have fun all the time. And you know what? My brother always said to me, if you want to win a race, you need two things. You need to have a good motor. Okay. So the, your engineer needs to give you a good motor. And the other thing is you need to have fun. And when he died, I said to myself, I need to do that. I need to know my motor, internal motor. So that's one of my um, keynote speech. So, and my book that I'm going to tell you something more a little bit after. And the other thing is I need to have fun because if I have fun, the others are going to have fun and they will look this energy and they will be inspired. Uh, and yes, you're right. I love to change myself and I, I love to <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little audacious woman, but I also... Uh, love when I see people laughing and how can she do this? <laughs> and then when I see people look at me and I said, oh, they said, wow. And I said, well, you can do it yourself. It's just a question of self-confidence also, you know, because we do have this huge problem of self-confidence saying, you know, saying, okay, what the other is gonna think about me if i'm dressed like this and i always said who cares be yourself and you will be very good and then you'll be a good leader for that also wow that's so that's so that's so brilliant that's so brilliant um i think i think that the, the key thing here is really about um a lot of us live our lives waiting for permission from other people sometimes uh, maybe the permission is given is conditioned by the way we were raised you know we were raised because we want to fit in um, it's human nature to want to be loved to have friends to be close with the family to fit in but of course very often what happens is we also give up a part of ourselves in order to fit in right in order to conform to uh, mommy and daddy's idea of uh, what is a good good girl, good boy, 
and as a result, we lose that, and, and that becomes very. It becomes actually quite tragic because what happens is when we become adults, we start to ask ourselves questions like, uh, "Who am I? Uh, what is what's my purpose in my life? What is my passion?" And then you get you get so lost about that when actually all along you knew it, you knew it all along, but you've forgotten, and you're just waiting for people to give you permission. You're completely right. People think that they need permission to do something, and uh, and then they don't realize that they have this. Uh, that's another keynote that I did. Actually, my TED talk is the power of audacity, the power that we all have, but it's you, me, and and each person. It's just that we need to believe in ourselves, and we need to think. Uh, also different that's why I always I said to be a different leader to think different uh, to have this your to have this print that is gonna set oh yes I know her or I know him because of this and uh, definitely people need to acknowledge this um, type of values and you have it in your main topics yourself also authenticity so it's part of the things that you also do Cohen. <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely uh, I, I i have so i mean at the end of the day we have so many parts of ourselves right many people think oh you know you are you must be uh, mc or you're like that oh you are um, spanish oh you are like that people have so much bias and so much judgment about oh how a person should be and how a person shouldn't be. Oh, you know, like I am Asian, so I must be very good at mathematics, but I'm not. <laughs> so sometimes uh, we just need to uh, learn to, you know, forget all of these categories and really just really focus on really be the true, true, truthful to ourselves. Like um, when I when I speak French, I, I I don't I don't people say that oh, Cohen, you're so good, you speak French. Um, actually, uh, to be to tell you the truth, when I speak French. I am not Cohen speaking French. I am like a, a Cohen. I become a French person. I'm like a French little child speaking because I'm like engaging my inner child again. That's true. That we need to look in our inner child, what 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 we have inside, and uh, how can we spread this to to others? When I'm doing my international conferences, like I did actually in Singapore. Um, you know that I transform myself in a race driver and this is part also of, of the things that I want people to see. Why I'm doing this is because of my history, it's because of my background, it's because the things that I want to share with the world that are important for me. So as soon as you know yourself and you look inside of you, you're unique because nobody can be like Marta Pardo. Because what I did in my life, I did it myself. My brothers actually had also their own uh, life because we are not all the same and we are not all thinking at the same way and we don't feel the same. So this is part of um, one of the things that I love to change myself and transform and, and to be a different and to tell the world, look, I can do it, so you can do it. It's part of the leadership. It's just a question of believeness and uh, go for it. You can do it. Exactly, exactly. I think uh, 
so many people don't understand uh, authenticity. They kind of uh, misunderstand authenticity. So, for example, like I said, there's, there are different parts of us, right? Like um, how I am with my, with my wife at home is very different from how I am when I am speaking on a stage. Because these are all the different parts of us. So we need to be able to integrate all these parts of us because that is not being fake. That is not being inauthentic. It's understanding which part of us that we need to show up at that particular context. But being able to access those different parts of us is authenticity. Because many people, um, they are so disconnected. They think, oh, no, I must be a certain way. And they become the same way all the time. So they are like the same with the customers. They are like the same with the employees. And that's so difficult for them because then they, they, they lose their authenticity. They, they, they become trying to, like I said earlier on, follow a textbook or follow other copy. people, copy other people. Exactly. And they forget who they are. You're completely right. That's one of the things that I want to add, to copy. The other day, actually the other day, I, I was with a girl in a, after a conference and uh, she said to me, oh, wow, you inspire me. And I said, great, what you're going to And And she's also a speaker like, uh, like, like we are. And she said to me, oh, I'm going to copy this and I'm going to copy that. And I said, no, no, don't copy. Be yourself. What is your, what is your, the thing that, that makes you different? What is the thing that people, when it's going to think about you, is going to say, oh, that's hair. And she was looking and looking and searching. And she came two days after. She wrote me a, a WhatsApp. She said, Marta, I found. And I said, great, what it is? I'm not going to tell now because I don't want her to be uncomfortable if she looks at our podcast. But she came to me with what really she was. And I said to myself, that's what you are here for, you know, to, to share this type of things and... and uh, just make sure people understand that's that's part of our speeches people needs to understand the message that we want to deliver and it's just not a question of just i want to talk and i just want to talk about leadership or motivation or audacity no it's the message that is behind that's why for me it's so important in a podcast like this one or when I'm in a conference, or with I am when I am an MC also, to share with people the values. And what did you learn for me today? And when people come back to you and tell, I learned this, at least one thing, you said, great, I did it. So that's something that is very heartful also. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing all your stories. Wow, that's so beautiful. Uh, you have just transited into doing this during COVID-19, right? So tell me about the thought process that you had when you were in a very comfortable job as a, as a leader, as a senior leader in a hotel, but uh, for you to transit and pivot from, you know, doing that to becoming a speaker. Well, it's, you know, a pandemic arrived in a moment that uh, it was... I was actually in my best, <laughs> my best, 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 best position, general manager. I had very good results, 
you know, because management and leadership is all about results also sometimes. So I have very good results. Uh, my year was exceptional and in the hospitality industry. And then uh, COVID knocked at my door and said to me, Marta, it's time to change because I was with a very, very severe COVID. So my lungs were touched. Uh, I had oxygen. I lost my memory three months. So I mm. couldn't understand. Yeah, it was very hard. It was a hard time, but it was a hard time. But at the same time, once again, it was a huge lesson for me. It was a huge lesson because when I said to you before that we are all workaholic, yes, we are. But when situations like this arrive, then you realize that you need to change and you cannot be afraid of this change. That's also pow the power of audacity to cross the barrier of this um, fear, you know, that we have. And, uh, and I decided to change. And I decided to change in a moment that I didn't expect because you don't expect that the COVID is going to arrive and you're going to be very sick and nine months out of control saying what's going on in my head and I was shaking and, and the doctor said to me, you need to stop, stop. You are like a racing car. You're going very fast and then you need to just slow down a little bit. So I write down in a paper the things that I wanted to do, the things that I love to do, and the things that I didn't want to do anymore. The, so this is probably um, a good way to concentrate after in your um, wholehearted life after one life. <laughs> I mean, we have different lives. So I said to myself at 49 years old, Marta, go and change. So when I realized that I love to talk to people, I love to have relationships with people. That's what actually I, I, I did the hospitality industry, welcoming and, and you know, um, having this uh, chance to, to, to be like you and me today, this connection. I said to myself, let's change and then let's get professional in speaking. So I decided to, to do a, an academy to become a professional speaker. So I did an academy in France that is called uh, Academy uh, de Conférencier Professionnel. And, um, and then I started to do as a professional international speaker in French, English and Spanish and also MC, MC in the same English, French and Spanish all around the world because I love traveling. So I didn't last this part of the hospitality industry. Actually, I just put it together and I'm so, so happy that changed my life. It's something that really changed my life. I have more time for me. I have more time for with my family, more time to, to spend with people that I love and uh, less stress, less pressure. I see things different. Wow, Marta, you have given us so much on this podcast. Um, you know, 
<laughs> normally before we end the podcast, we ask our our guests some quick fire question. So um, just are you ready for the quick fire question? We ask you some question, um, and you just answer in one or two sentence, very quick, right? Though not too okay. so much, okay. one to two sentence. <laughs> are you are you ready? I am ready. So, Marta, what is the most powerful question you've ever been asked before that changed your life? Well, actually, it's a very, very difficult question because I have like a lot of things thinking at this moment. But there's one when I was uh, 22 years old and I applied to go to study in Switzerland, a master's degree. And I never, ever will forget when I was seated in, in, in this, you know, a jury to, because the application was like in front of four people. And one of the ladies said to me, what can you do in, in French, of course, what can you do if you become a president tomorrow? And I was like, I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> And this question changed my life. Why? Because I realized that I answer. <laughs> I, and I answer very quickly. In, 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 and I said, well, I can be a president tomorrow. Oh, my God. I answered this question. So it was very funny for me. And they decided to accept me. Unfortunately, at the end, I got married after and I didn't go to Switzerland. But this question changed my life because I still remember today. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, second question. Who is a mentor or supporter who has made the biggest difference in your life? Oh, definitely. My, my first mentor was my grandmother. And uh, my second one, my father. And uh, definitely for me, um, another mentors in another side, which is uh, it's interesting also to understand, were my brothers. Because as a competitors in racing and a mental, you know, a, a, a strong mental energy that they need to have, they were also my mentors. So finally, my family. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Next question. Next question. What is one of the most courageous things you have done in your life that's made all the difference? Uh, the most courageous, I think, uh, for me, that makes all the difference. Um, um, I actually, when my, my brother died and I uh, had to take the plane, I had a, a terrible, probably a lot of people is going to recognize themselves in this. I have um, a very terrible, how you say this attack, uh, you know, the, the crisis attack that when, because you're anxious and I have to go through the plane and I wanted to go out of the plane and uh, I have to flew down like 12 hours. And for me, I think it was the most courageous because I, I, I did it because of my brother and i really didn't want to be there and i have this crisis and i was completely stressed and anxious and it was hard wow okay a uh, very quick question um carlos Sainz or fernando alonso <laughs> fernando alonso you know that is my is my i'm fan number one he mm. is he's just brave he's unique he has a very huge heart 
and uh, he's just a machine for me. It's like everything he does, he does that perfectly. <laughs> the most important thing is not that you win a race. That's not the most important thing. Is how you win the race. What do you do to win the race? That's the most important thing. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, Marta. If our audience would like to uh, follow you or get to know more about you, where can they find you on, on the internet? Well, uh, they can follow me in LinkedIn, Marta Pardo. You will probably put the link down. They can follow me in TikTok, Marta Pardo 999. They can follow me in Instagram, Marta Pardo 999. And of course, they can follow me in YouTube and my website, which is martapar.com. I try to be very active, Cohen. So I try to be very active. And of course, this podcast. Please follow this podcast. And give us a five star and a like. Thank you so much. Uh, Maxi Buku, mucho gracias uh, for, for sharing on the podcast. To talk to you again uh, very, very soon. Nos vemos. Thank you. Adios. Thank you, everybody. What an episode with Marta Pardo. I am really, really inspired and uh, very touched by Marta's sharing. Very often, we think of audacity as something that you throw all cautions to the wind and just do whatever it takes. But Marta's stories shed light on the fact that behind this seemingly callous abandon is actually a very deep personal story and reasons why. Being thrown right into a leadership position forces Marta to grow up very, very quickly. The personal setbacks to her own family and her life have taught her to make a choice to be able to lean in with positivity instead of succumbing to negativity. We all need to embark on that journey of inner healing and self-healing so that we can show up as the best leaders that we can be for the people that we lead. Leadership is all about sharing, caring and serving. This is something that we often forget and that is something that Martha's sharing has reminded me of and I'm sure it reminds all of us of. I'm sure and I hope you have benefited tremendously from this particular episode as I have. I'm deeply touched and I look forward to hearing your comments from for this episode. And if you like what you have heard, please feel free to share it with your community, your friends. Because together, we can shed more light in the world. We can build more empathy, more authenticity, and we can help people to light up in passion. To the next episode, stay wholehearted. Thanks for being part of this heartwarming conversation today. If you've enjoyed the show as much as I have creating it for you, I really appreciate it if you can leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you won't miss a future episode. To the next episode, stay wholehearted.